You say Lego, I say Lego. Let's call the whole thing off. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 85, for the week of Wednesday, the 2nd of October. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Adam. And John. This episode is brought to you by Superpower Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, after our regular features, our guest is Lego Kuso creator Trish Spencer. Good day, guys. How are you? Good. 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 <laughs> oh dear, are you unwell, John? Do you want us to call nine one one? That was my Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh, well, very good. <laughs> so, Adam, you yes. were rather amusing last week. I thought. What were you on? Uh, a cup of tea. Uh, that'll do it every time. Cup of tea and being tired from running, but yeah. Hang on, did I go running last weekend? I probably mm, did. Yeah. I I have to... I think it's funny when I'm listening back to the show, like when I'm driving or editing it, and one of you guys says something, and I laugh, and I've laughed in the recording as well. I'm like, well, there you go. I can see my... At least my sense of humor is consistent. <laughs> I laugh at the same things. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week, Adam? Not much. I went to work and I worked. Uh, I caught up with friends from Melbourne yesterday. That's about it. No, that was me. That was last week. No, I did it again yesterday. <gasps> Not with me. No, dude. Yeah, John, have you caught up with any friends from Melbourne? You don't have any friends in Melbourne. What am I saying? <laughs> no, I have none. Mm. I have none. Yeah, I, I have another group of Australians that I talk to. On a <laughs> <laughs> we're not Australian. We're British, so it's okay. Get it oh, straight, well, John. <laughs> so, what have you been um, up to? Um. I went in a clean room yesterday. That was about it. We got a clean room at work, and they had some parts in there, and they're like, well, we've already got them cleaned, so if we bring them out, we got to redo everything. I'm like, oh, man. So I ended up going in, and uh, it's quite an experience because you got to, like, got, like, a bunny suit and boots. Are there and photos? Hair... No, and a hairnet and a beard cover. Why, why would you need a hairnet? It's just, it's a rule. <laughs> That's a rule they have. Well, because any any skin or anything, they want you to, you know, That's keep true. it contained. Because we um we do our packaging in there, so it's like the final package before something goes to a hospital. Oh, so, okay. So pretty then, pretty important. That, yeah, that it's clean. Yeah, and and they even have a um. And this is kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Uh, an air shower as you're going into this area. Um, which is basically a room with a bunch of nozzles all around you <gasps> that blows air on you. And, yeah, it blows all the loose dust and stuff off your clothing. And you got to stand there while this thing, you know, blows and it's timed. And That sounds like a sonic shower. Kind of. <gasps> and, and you, um, once you go in, the doors kind of latch and it won't let you go out until it's done cycling. Well. So, there. You guys learned something today. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed... 
listening back to the Toy Dilemmas last week. I thought that was fun. Thank you very much, John, for organizing that. Yeah, it was fun. And I had a funny experience this week. You know, we, one of the things that we were asked was if we, you know, had an error in our favor with charging over items or whatever, you know, would we do something about it? And I had an experience this week where I went to buy petrol and I bought a Coke Zero while I was there, and as I was leaving, I realized that the lady had not charged me for the Coke Zero, and so, you know, I did the right thing and went back, and you might expect that they might say, oh, you know, thank you for that, or whatever. Instead, she said to me, what kind of bloody idiot comes back to pay for that? (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry? She goes, I would have taken off. I'm like, well, I kind of thought that you might want your till to balance at the end of it you know, shift. So you're welcome. <laughs> so there you go. People are interesting, aren't they? Yeah. I was just taking it as payment for a glimpse at my bum. So that's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That works too. <laughs> I, I do. I do have a question. Yes. Sure. Um, do you guys know when I just learned this like two weeks ago, I'm a task you guys last week. Do you know what a clopper is? A clopper. Uh, besides the noise that a horse makes when it's walking along, no, no idea. Adam, um, it's not. Oh no, that's a clapper. Um, <laughs> I was thinking like the the alarm thing. Otherwise, I'd assume that it's some kind of um, um term for Dutch people, but I doubt it. No, it's not yeah. anything to do with washing clothes, is it? No, it actually has to do with My Little Pony. Oh, well, thank God, okay. I don't know. Okay. Apparently, a clapper is a person that likes My Little Pony um, adult material. Right, eh? Now, it surprises me that there was actually a word for this, so I thought I would just bring that along for, um, you know, just to let you guys know. Uh, the Urban Dictionary, which I have just... Oh, my goodness. It has another... Um, yeah, I had another one in there that meaning? I'm not, not going to mention, but... Um, yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> so, kids, yeah, when you go home and you ask your parents what a clopper means, tell them that John that John mentioned it. Don't blame us. I, I was just surprised. I actually heard it in two different places. I read it on Twitter and I heard it on another podcast, and I was like, really? Yuck. <laughs> so we, got bronies, we got bronies and cloppers now. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of the um, more readable... Urban Dictionary definitions of clopper is a person of either sex who is sexually attracted to cartoon ponies. <laughs> Dear. I, I knew you'd be enlightened by all this. I am so enlightened. Speaking, yeah, speaking of being enlightened, how about we enlighten ourselves with some toy news? Yay! Okay, we'll be right back with some articulated news and clopper free, by the way. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire! And I'm Ted Theodore Logan in concert! And I make them play! Speaker connects to figures and most cassette players to make figures play music! Now on drums, that bodacious barbarian Genghis Khan! Yeah, our new pal from old China! Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! Party on, dudes! Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. This isn't all of the news from this week. It's just the things that have taken our fancy and that we felt like talking about. And I am going to start. And I'm starting with more 
Remigo uh, style figures from Figures Toy Company, who have really just kind of come out of the blue with all of this stuff. And now they are doing Remigo Teen Titans, which, of course, is totally awesome to me because there's Aqualad. Yay! So this is a um, set of the four Teen Titans carded Migos that were done back in the day, Speedy, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, and Aqualad. And they can be pre-ordered either individually or as a set of four. And, of course, Robin's already being done on the other type of card. So you can have all your Mego Teen Titans together in one place. Did you say eh? I said duh. Duh. (laughs) I'm equally unenthusiastic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, you know, they're... This is obviously for a certain type of lecture, and if you are um, a fan of this stuff, then you're going to be really excited. Um, Do you have a repro Aquaman for him to go with? I don't. No, well, I don't think they've done Aquaman yet. So Um, I have the um, I have the one that uh, Mattel did because Mattel did. um, But oh yeah, they did. Yeah, but they weren't Mego repros; they were their own. You know, kind of Mego style thing. So I've got the Aquaman and Black Manta of that. So I'll definitely get the Aqualad just because, you know, how often do you get to buy an Aqualad toy? Come on. So, but, you know, the rest are. Um, my friend Tim Barron on Facebook, he had a picture, it looked like a custom he did of um, Swamp Thing as Amigo. Whoa. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really <laughs> cool looking because it had like the fabric outfit and with like painted stuff on it. And... Wow. Yeah. Um, in more modern style um, action figures with clothes, not news, but up for we, we already knew that the si- sideshow six scale Catwoman was coming, but that went up for order this week, and um, I, I have mixed mixed feelings about this whole line. Really? Yeah. I mean, I had all the DC Direct thirteen inch figures, which I sold a couple of years ago, except for Aquaman, of course, um, because, you know, they stopped making them and kind of screwed the pooch at the end. And on one level, I want I want to like these. I think the Joker is, is superb, but the rest of them, I don't know, there's something, her head just looks like it doesn't belong on her body. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like her. I think her neck is a bit too long. Yeah, I think her neck's too long. Thank you, Adam. That's the That's the problem. Well, it's because she doesn't have hair. Although, if she had hair, I don't know how she'd get it under that mask, but I suppose yeah, exactly. that holds yeah. true for the, for the comic, too. Uh, yeah. Well, there's I, been... I, the, the the issues with the Bat, Batman's cowl have kind of put me off. Because, I mean, if the Batman's going to be weird-looking, then the whole thing's not going to work, so... I really dig the way they did her belt buckle. Yeah, I mean, it's Let's cool talk. the way she's got either interchangeable... I don't know if they're heads or faces... Um, but she's got kind of a angry, snar- uh, snarly face and a devious, sexy-looking face. Um, and I think that's cool. I mean, they're definitely well done, but I think I'm just going to let other people enjoy this line until they make Aquaman. I liked her. Good. Well, I think these are going to be very popular, so I'm sure you won't be the only one. I think the beneficial thing is that it looks like the outfit comes off, but the mask will stay on. So, you know, you can do your, your issue two or whatever it was, New 52 Catwoman. <laughs> you get her and Batman. 
Just saying. <laughs> Only if he comes with a shirtless version. True. Yeah. Anyway, disturbing. Um, then, in something that I, we didn't know was coming, uh, was another Wolverine Hot Toys version. Uh, I mean, we knew that there was a... Yeah, I don't know that I knew this one was coming. Hmm. So this is an, another six-scale Wolverine, obviously, from the Wolverine movie. And it looks like um, he's got a couple of different... Um, uh, outfit options he's got the black shirt tie and jacket and then the oh it's a whole other outfit it's not just a, an, another shirt and then a uh, wife beater and pants a different pair of boots and i think all up one, two three four five sets of hands plus weapons so pretty good as a you know a good example of a Hot Toys Wolverine if you really want one. Yeah. I assume those are the bone claws there? Yeah, he's got bone claws as well. Um, Spoiler! Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's got the... He's got his normal adamantium claws. He's got bone claws. He's got a couple of... He's got, a, you know, a katana and another sword-looking thing as well. So quite a nice set... And you know, I think all the um, Hot Toys Hugh Jackman likenesses have been pretty good, but this one's definitely up there. So he's not ripped enough to be Hugh Jackman from that movie, though. True. True. That just spoils the whole thing, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's looking pretty good. I don't own a, a Hot Toys Wolverine, um, and I don't know that I need to, but this would be a good one to get just because of the different options. And it doesn't have his dorky X-Men outfit, so that's good. And then finally, from Kotobukiya, we have the uh, beginning of the end of the DC Bishoujo statue line because they've gone back to Wonder Woman and they're doing Armored Wonder Woman. <laughs> Although it's not Armored Wonder Woman like Kingdom Come Armored Wonder Woman that was the beginning of the end of the DC Direct Covergirl statue line. It's just another... Wonder Woman, um, with a, you know, just different take on the outfit. But this just always irritates me when, you know, there's so many characters that you know, they could do, um, and they have to come back to the well. Yeah, but that brings new people in. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. They missed it the first time, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know that the um, original Wonder Woman is necessarily... Impossible to get. I don't know what the secondary market prices are, but yeah. But I mean, if if somebody sees this as new, and yeah, you know, they're they're gonna, hey, I want this, and then maybe look at getting some other ones. So, mm. and she's a bigger character than you know. They've, they've only done like eight, though. Like it's not like they've done you know two dozen, and you know they, they haven't even brought Black Canary out yet. So it's certainly not like they haven't gone through the, um, the. The, the potential kind of A and B list characters, but that's okay. Um, that's okay. So, yeah, that's my news. And, uh, Adam, what about you? I've found uh, that first for figures um, have produced a Tanuki Mario, so for fans from Mario 3, and I think uh, using the new 3DS um, Super Mario 3D Land. 
Um, it's the suit where Mario puts on a full raccoon badger. Uh, hang on, Tanuki. Tanuki's a badger, isn't it? In Japan. No idea. So I think it's yeah, badger suit. So it's the um the one with the tail and the full body suit, not just the um the raccoon leaf where he gets the ears and the, the tail. Who are those that you know people that dress up as animals? Um, furries. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is this what we're really learning about Mario? That he's a no, fairy. He, fly, he flies with that. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yes. And in the original, he turned into a statue as well, like turned to stone statue as well in Mario Three. Okay. But right. yeah, well, it's a good looking piece. Do you know what the price on this is going to be? I don't think they've said anywhere that I've seen. See, I mean, this doesn't mean anything to me because obviously I don't play the game. Is this a kind of well-known enough look for him that people would go, oh, yeah, I want that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There are people that dress for this. Okay, cool. Well, then that's okay with me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's 15 inches, comes with uh, an optional scarf accessory, so that must be a new thing. And um, comes with the super leaf block as a as another separate thing. Wow! So yeah, looks pretty cool. Very good. Something else. Moving along um, in the things I know nothing about um, <laughs> category is apparently there's a a show about someone called Cappuccino who's some kind of um, was it a lapsa arsa or whatever it is dog um, and a company called Toki Doki have produced a, a vinyl figure of him. It's in the Peggy Guggenheim collection, and um, which is uh, apparently being run in Venice, Italy. And it's a 12-inch vinyl representation of Cappuccino. Wow. Yep. Yeah, Toki Doki's, uh, they do Marvel stuff, um, that little cutesy kind of Powerpuff Girls-looking Marvel. A lot of that's Toki Doki. Okay. okay. Never, never too much of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, hmm, just something interesting. It's cute. Yeah, I don't think I'd be getting it, but no. there you go. For $150. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. Moving along to something uh, a bit more our normal speed is um, SH Monster Arts have announced Alien versus Predator figures. So they're putting out a... Predator, and they're putting out an alien. Um, the alien is based off the 2004 AVP movie. Um, the Predator is based off the, I think it was 2007 AVP Requiem. Requiem, not Requiem. Um, so you get um, a whole lot of gear with them, and they, they look fantastic, as you'd expect. So the alien has a slide-back head, so his inner mouth can come out. Um He's extremely poseable. There's joints in the tail. It comes with a face hugger egg and a chest burster. Um, the predator has, you know, a, a um, the whip thing. He's got a spear. He's got a removal mask. He's got swap out face, so he can look like he's screaming or howling, whatever it is. He's got the flip out computer, extendable claws on his right arm, a bunch of other weapons. They they look really good. Mm-hmm. I think particularly to get an alien with just that level of articulation is pretty awesome. You know, when you look at some of the posing that they've been able to do mm. with that figure, that is pretty spectacular looking. Yeah. The tail looks just a little thick to me. And I don't know if that's because of articulation in it or the way they made it, but... Yeah. 
I mean, it looks good. It's don't get me wrong. It's... I'm just enjoying the um, English translation that Google has done for me of this Japanese web page. is pretty special. Okay. <laughs> you are just reading the English version below the Japanese text that's on there anyway. Well, it offered. It said, "Do you want me to translate it?" And I was like, "Well, what the hell?" Fair and, enough. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So both of those are out next year. Very cool. Very good. I'm sure Ben will be ordering both of them. I believe he will. Yeah. And then something from Figure Arts. Yes. So the thing that everyone's been clamoring for, well, apparently everyone, because I don't really care that much, um, since they started doing Dragon Ball Z figures, is Goku in standard form. So before he's powered up to Saiyan level, um, he comes with, I think there's five... um, Different sets of face, uh, hands. There's about four or five faces. Um, he comes with a Kamehameha um, effect part. I think that's just um, a ball, so you can put it between his two hands. Um, so he's powering up for it. Um, and for those that are interested, it is essentially from around the time of Android Saga, so there's no insignias or no dojo um, logos on his gi at all, and he's a bit more buff-looking. Oh. Yeah. So if it was start of Dragon Ball Z, he would have the turtle um, school logos on him, and he would look a hell of a lot weedier. Hmm. Hmm. Well, certainly um, <clears throat> from reading the Facebook comments about this, it looks like this is something that people have been waiting for. Yeah. So a lot of people were upset that it wasn't more or less the first figure in the wave um, or in the line, so... Sure. It had to happen sooner or later, and I've ordered mine, but, you know, it's not the most important figure to me. Fair enough. And, John, what about some news from you? Well, we bring it all back to My Little Pony. <laughs> and, and this time it's it's my my good friends over at Funko. They have announced a blind box series what of mean, ponies. are good friends? Aren't they, are good friends. Aren't they our good friends? What, they're well, just they're... yours? No, they're all ours. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> okay. Go on. Um, yeah, so they're having blind box ponies in different uh, color schemes. and Yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, really different. Um, it's kind of strange, though, because they're all black with just the, the the other ones are white. You know, there's, there's two that are white, and then all the rest are black. And hmm. the white ones are... Pegasus and a unicorn, maybe? Mm-hmm. No, that's its ear. <laughs> it, uh, oh, you're right. One's a unicorn. Once a unicorn. Like yeah, so. And I know they have names, so if you're a, a My Little Pony person and I've offended you, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know their names. But, so each um, of these are actually based on real characters and not just funky? I, 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 I don't know if they are or not. I would assume that maybe they are, but okay. I don't know. If you're a My Little Pony or a brony, Dan, not or, if you're or, a clopper. No, this is clopper-free news. Yeah. Um, let us know. Are these based on... Yeah, don't let us know if you're a clopper. We don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, they announced that they are going to do wacky wobblers, which are, instead of their regular like pop vinyl bobbleheads, they're more the traditional-style bobbleheads for um, Anchorman 2. So if you ever wanted a Ron Burgundy for your desk at work, you know, you'll have... Uh, have a chance, and uh, it sounds like he's going to have sound with him, so he'll be saying quotes, and mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be the the toast of the office. 
I'm sure he will. <laughs> and in other Funko news, um, they've announced it looks like pop vinyls for Epic Mickey, the the video game series, and uh, more old school looking Mickey mm. and his and his friend Oswald Rabbit. And they each have Mickey has the paintbrush and Oswald has the remote control in his hand. So um, if you're fans of the game, I'm sure those will appeal to you. I actually like the old school Mickey look, but um, he looks pretty cool, I think. But And at the same time, they announced uh, I'm trying to think of where they say what these are. They just say Disney collectible vinyl figures. Um, looks like uh, some of the women of. Uh, Disney, uh, Cinderella, and Ariel, and Maleficent. Hmm. I I don't really like these because nope. it's not their pop vinyl style. It's not. Um, I don't know. They're. I'm trying to think of what. Well, and they've also got naff little sayings on the base as well, which <laughs> yeah, don't really. You know, Little Mermaid saying "Keep calm and swim on." Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know what the style is. I'm, it reminds me of something, and it's just escaping me. So, I'm old. Hmm. But nah, I don't like the, the the Maleficent looks okay. You know, yeah. she's saying I, I make bad look good. And, but the the two princesses, I the, it mm-hmm. it's like they're using a pop vinyl proportion for the head, but it's mm-hmm. got cartoony eyes. Mm-hmm. And I guess without the pop vinyl eyes in it, it just doesn't look correct. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like a pop vinyl head but with cartoon eyes and then only half and a weird mouth yeah no and the paints don't look that nice either yeah that might just be the pictures but you know what i reckon this is a different this is a different target audience yeah yeah you know this is but the, not for us yeah it's not for us that's right the um little sayings on it are that just kind of says to me okay well that's a different kind of person who isn't going to necessarily collect them but just go oh that's cute i'll have that on my desk at work you know and which w- certainly wouldn't be adam because that would not meet the um requirements of the clean desk policy correct yeah but um and then god forbid it was signed as well yeah, then, feel. yeah too. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sure someone will enjoy it it just won't be us something else um sideshow has announced a premium format T-800 Battle Damage Terminator from Terminator 2, which is him at the end of the film. Um, that'd be Arnold when I say him mm-hmm. as the Terminator, because mm-hmm. that's the T-800. Uh, is, if you've seen the film, which I'm pretty sure you probably have, uh, he's pretty abused at this point You know, in the movie. He's missing an arm. Uh, half his face is gone. He's got a mm-hmm. knee exposed. His chest is exposed, and he's standing on, like, a big piece of metal, which made sense because they're in a foundry. Um, But then the base has some, like, weird tech details on it. And as an extra piece, and I was trying to figure out if that was the exclusive or not, he has, like, a separate little Rolo-shaped base with his hand sticking out of it doing the thumbs up. (laughs) It's from, you know, when he sinks into the... I know what it's still at the end of the movie. Spoilers. I know what it, yeah, I know what it's from. I just think it's lame. Yeah, mm. I mean, you got this extra little. What would you do with that? Because <laughs> you, you take that bit still, to work. I, I don't. Even, and it looks like the lava on that's painted. I, I'm wondering if it lights up at all. I don't 
think they tell you in the description, do they? That it lights up? Mm. No. I don't know. Uh, that's kind of what I was wondering. If I mean, if that little hand base thing lit up like lava, you know, translucent from underneath, but it looks like it's just painted, so I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not sold on this whole thing. Uh, I mean, it, it it's a decent Arnold likeness. It looks a little off to me, and I'm not sure um, if it's just the expression or the paint or what. But it's a it's a strange uh, like if this was a six scale figure as a kind of variant. I might see more of the market for it, but as a premium format, mm. you know, like it's a, because I can't imagine, unless you were just a Terminator collector, you know, how many Terminator premium formats are you going to have? Yeah. yeah. But there's obviously, you know, there's obviously a market for it. Yeah, I guess. I, don't I think it's weird. Yeah. For $400, uh-uh. I, I don't know how many people are going to go after that, but... We'll we'll let the people that do. I mean, if you get it and you like it, let us know. Let us know. That's right. And sorry that we called you weird. Yeah. Something Oops. else. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they they have a. Speaking of four hundred dollars, you can get a Iron Man three deluxe set of busts, which are you know the upper chest plate of Iron Man and his mask and everything. Um, they all say Iron Man three. Uh, a bunch of the different armors. Uh, Iron Patriot, War Machine, the Mark 42, um, Heartbreaker, Tank, Jeez. Blue Steel, Silver Centurion. So I believe these do light up from mm. what I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, they do. Yep. And you can buy it all as one set if you want, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all as one set for three sixty nine, which, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, That's actually, but for that many busts, that is actually not a bad price. No, I I think they they look pretty nice too. Oh. They all got that nice metallic, you know, when the 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 reds like on the silver centurion looks that very, you know, sports car metallic. Hmm. Where, where the gold on the the forty two looks a little more um, matte. Looks like they've done a nice job with the paint on these. Yeah, I think. Hmm. So beauty. The next bit of news is they have announced the order page is up for the uh, fan subscription service of Transformers, the second one. Um, If I remember right, these are a little on the pricey side for a subscription. Uh, I have to say I didn't know there was a first one. Mm, Yeah, and this is actually done by um, the Collector's Club, I'm guessing, because I'm guessing it's like the... Um, yeah, it's from Fun Pub, not from Hasbro itself. So it's like the G.I. Joe one. And you get six figures, and then you get a seventh figure, um, you know, free with the, the subscription. So, <laughs> In the G.I. Joe one, I know they've actually used quite a bit of, um, you know, they've done quite a bit of fan things that, you know, you wouldn't see in a normal line. So I'm, I'm assuming that the Transformer ones are the same way, but I am not 100% sure because I don't follow enough Transformer stuff to know for sure. But um, I've heard mixed things on the first one, uh, but mainly good stuff, mainly good stuff. So um, good way to get from Hasbro or no, okay. the, the, the collector's club is actually separate from Hasbro. Okay. And it's run by fun publications. So these will be the people that do BotCon and JoeCon and the G.I. Joe Collectors Club. Hmm. They're all kind of related. Um, 
and then you know they don't actually work for Hasbro. They're they're separate entity. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, like I said, it look, looks nice. If I remember right, they're pricey, and I'm trying to find the link where it says what it is. But it says here the subscription is priced at two seventy nine. Yeah, which can be paid all up or in installments. And how many seven figures? Because there's a mystery bonus figure. Right, you get the mystery yeah. one. So yeah, so yeah, I mean. Yeah. There it is. I yeah. finally found. Um, they look okay. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I don't know enough about Transformers to know if these are um, sought after, you know, characters or not. But good there for them. And lastly, but not um, least, yeah, they've announced a Mr. Potato Head Dalek from Doctor Who. <laughs> now, I'm not opposed to getting him. I'm really not. I kind of dig him. I'm not, you know, like I, I said, sense, I'm not I sense a butt coming. Hasbro doesn't have any other Doctor Who stuff. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised they would license the one character to do this. <laughs> Maybe they'll you be know? a TARDIS or something. Uh, just be silly. Without a, doc- <laughs> a doctor to go with him, you know? I, I, it I is know. very random. Yeah. It's very random. I'm not saying that if I saw him in the... Um, you know, the store, I wouldn't get him because I, I would. But, yeah, it's just kind of an odd um, – and he doesn't – you know, he's he's obviously Mr. Potato Head Dalek. He's not yeah. – he doesn't have, like, you know, the Spud <laughs> Trooper or the Darth Dater name. No. Um, but he is the Dr. Starch Nemesis, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a very random bit of licensing, I've got to say. It's annoying for me. <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out is if the potato is only half a potato or if it's a full potato and it just that's a base or we'll have to see more on this as it develops but <laughs> if I see it I might get it so. <laughs> very good well that was a very eclectic uh, set of news tonight well done all and that's the end of it we will be right back in a moment with the next installment of the AFB podcast game name that Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, who is also known as Engineer Nerd from TV and FilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. And last week we heard a sound talking about juice bars and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, will you please play the sound right here? All right. Did you guys have any guesses before somebody figured out what it was? Someone figured it out. Uh, yes, they did. Hey. No, I I heard it first, and I have no idea. I figured it was some kind of Barbie or Bratz thing, but uh, you, I didn't understand are... juice bar at one point, so I figured it was something about a happy cake oven first up. But well, you you would think so, but instead it is actually the Barbie airplane. Um. So apparently the Barbie airplane has a lot of features, and one of them is a juice bar. Was wow. there something about a hammock in there? Yeah. 
<laughs> Why the hell is there a ha- uh, yeah in an airplane? Yeah, flies logic. Well, that way when they they bank the plane, you just stay level. <laughs> if you're sleeping, makes of sense course. really. Yeah, yeah, unless I have to invert. Yeah, and then it'd be bad. That's yeah. really not in my wheelhouse. I, I figured you'd be right all over it. No, sir. Oh, okay. But somebody on the forum was, and that's Eddie3429. Good on you, Eddie! And I think that's the second Barbie one he's gotten, so we're mm. not sure about Eddie. Um, keep a bit of an eye on him. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told him on the forum, you know, I was both impressed and terrified that he got that one. <laughs> so. Good on you, Eddie. Yeah, good for you. And you've been awarded a forum point, so Yay. congrats. So we will now play this week's sound. Right here. Do it now. They're invading. Each with powers more awesome than the next. <laughs> are burning with flame power. Their whirlwind power blows them away. Oh, no! There's nowhere to hide. Yikes! And in case somebody other than Eddie needs to hear it twice, um, we'll play it one more time right now. They're invading. <laughs> Each with powers more awesome than the next. Not burning with flame power. Their whirlwind power blows them away. Oh, no! There's nowhere to hide. Yikes! As always, you can be like Eddie and, and win forum points by coming over to afbforum.com and make a guess in the name of that thread because it's awesome and guessing's cool. Well, we look forward to the solution to that one. And in the meantime, we'll come back in a moment to talk about the new items that we have added to our collections this week. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutants apprehended. Want to mix it up, big boy? My adamantium claws will get rolled back. I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arc. Now, sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel robot playset and X-Men action figures. Each sold separately. Well, we are all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we have made. And uh, I didn't really acquire anything. I got around to opening my Club Infinite Earths Fire, which is a good figure that we'll never have an ice to go with, but oh well. <clears throat> but I also um, was out yesterday at the ABC shop and I bought a Doctor Who micro figure in the hopes – this is Series 3 – and I bought it in the hopes that I am going to get a River Song, um, and I'm going to open it now. So other options, I could get a, a Matt Smith Doctor, I could get a Dalek, I could get an Ood, I could get a Weird Amy or a Weird Rory, um, or then th- four weird things I don't want. I did um, do. Sorry. Go which, ahead. which which figures are these again? These are the um, character character building micro figures. So they're the blind bagged Doctor Who Lego, micro figures. The, the Lego esque ones. The Lego esque ones. Yes. So moment of truth. Here we go. I did do a little bit of a you know squish test as much as I could. Oh no, it's just a dumb, it's one of the, oh, what is it? It's a Cyberman, I think. Cyber Controller. 
Bow, bow. No song. You have a uh, a Cyberman Titan too, don't you? I do, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I I opened a a Titan on the show and I got a Cyberman. Now I have a Cyber oh. Controller to go with it. Man, what was the bit? I thought I really thought I felt something that felt like River Song's hair. Oh, that was terrible. Well, I did. Um, I mentioned to the girl that served me. Um, what I was buying this for, and she said that she would listen. So, um, if you're listening, hey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not going to be too excited because I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> it's called blind bagged. I know, but I wanted. That's to... like buying a lottery ticket and going, well, I'm not excited because I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't gamble. <laughs> That's right, me too. Okay, um, Adam, what about you? Uh, apart from ordering my um, figure arts Goku, I have also ordered figures for my custom comp entry. Woohoo! And I'm not telling you what they are. No. Not that I think that you guess what I'm making, but anyway. Mm. Are it, they a... Dragon Ball? No. Is it a My Little Pony? No. Okay. Does it involve a bathroom? No. <laughs> Well, so you've gone right outside your wheelhouse. No, not really, but, you know. Wait, is it Justin with a bag of flour in velvet? <laughs> oh, because Spoilers. Be, you know, creepy. <laughs> All right, what about you, John? Um, a couple of weeks ago on uh, TV and Film Toys, Eric's reviewed a Harley for... Um, it, it's by that Japanese company. I'm trying to think, Masamoto or Mas. Man, you, you guys don't know the one. They make little vehicle <laughs> replicas and and that kind of thing. I don't have it here in front of me. Well, um, Arnold, can you research that for John, please? Yeah, he, he will. Yeah. Um, but uh, he reviewed a like 1940s Harley with an, an army style, and he had it for GI Joe stuff, and uh, it looked pretty cool. And I saw some in the store yesterday, so I picked up a Harley for my Ghost Rider uh, Marvel Universe figure. Because I've had him on a dollar store bike for a long time, and I thought, and it's blue, and I was like, yeah, a black bike would look a little better with him. A little more chrome. <laughs> Very good. So, I picked up one of those. Very good. about it. Awesome. Well, that, is the sum total of our acquisitions this week? We'll have to try harder in the future. Um, yeah, we're in that lull between, yeah. you know, the Christmas stuff hasn't quite yeah. hit, hit I've got a yet. world of pain on, of the wallet on the way because Bowen has released a whole bunch of things at once. Um, so over the next, yeah, I haven't got any of it yet, but I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that'll come. But in the meantime... Mm-hmm. We will come back in a moment with a red card for something or someone in the Toy Universe. What is this, Bizarro World? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And, uh, Adam, I think this is your second red card in a row. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, Over to you. So this is what happens when I go trying to find news um, <laughs> that's not normally in my wheelhouse. Um, I found that Mezco have announced that they're doing a, um, a Halloween trick-or-treating style system, only they claim that there's no trick, it's all treat. Yeah. Um, 
they are doing a set of 666 mystery boxes. I assume there are, they are actually only producing 666. Um, and each mystery box contains a full-size 10-inch Living Dead doll, which, okay, fine. Um, I kind of guess that's something that those kind of people are after. Um, but the one that they're using to promote the whole deal heavily is um, a one-of-a-kind Red Krampus figure. Um, so apparently a Krampus is a giant furry thing um, with a face mask that looks like a goat head with a tongue poking out of it, um, which is exactly what this is. <laughs> there is. But the other thing is there's one, by the sounds of it, of this guy. One. So I don't know that I would want to be buying one of six or buying one of these things for I'm not sure how many they're gonna go how much they're gonna go for, but I assume it's gonna be at least kind of twenty five, thirty bucks or something. In the hopes of getting one absolute turd of a figure as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know that Krampus is like the anti Santa Claus. That is true. Yeah. It's like the mythological creature that came to punish the naughty children during the Yuletide season. And I still don't want one. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm just I'm just giving a bit of background to you know that in what a Krampus is. I don't know why the okay. heck I know that, but I do. Yeah, this is lame. Yeah, I, I don't know. Really, you want that? Well, I didn't say I'd want that. It'd scare the crap out of me. I couldn't sleep at night knowing that was in the house. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with them only doing it one out of 666. I, that makes sense to me. One thing which I don't like, I don't get um, the uh, yeah the fur. Yeah, well, I mean, I yeah, it's really weird looking, and I don't kind of get the context for why you would want this. You know, like because well, it's not it's not, it's not anything. I mean, is this been? Is this from a film, or is there some? No, they're they're living dead dolls. They just it's just they riff on those okay. horror themes. Oh, okay, all right. Mm. So it's probably for living dead doll collectors. That's kind of yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it, it's not for us. No. It's just it, weird. Yeah, but to me, like in terms of particularly with when it's popping out of the box, it looks like hand puppet from hell. Fair enough, yeah. You know, that's that's what I kind of see. I just think these look really weird. I know why I like it. Because it looks like um, Puppet Master, something from Puppet uh, Master. And I, I like those films, so. A bone-colored mask with yeah. fire. So what's the rest of them, then? What are the other ones, if this one's, is there's only one red one? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. You assume that the other ones are more evenly packed through the 666. Yeah. Um, yeah. So twenty bucks. Yeah. So this is we we we've, we've also not only have we had two Adam red cards in a row, we've had two Mezco red cards in a row. Sorry, Mezco. Oh. Please don't stop sending be. us free stuff. Not that you ever have. But listen, says here, the standard Krampus Living Dead dolls were European exclusive. The limited and number available. Yeah. And they were white and black. Oh, white and black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There. No. And they still look. I don't get it. No. There, I mean, without any context, I would just look at that, and to me, no. Yeah. That's that's two in a row for Mesco. Didn't I just say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for I, repeating it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just um, struck me. It just struck you. 
processing. <laughs> Somebody just told me that you know, I love it when people repeat things back to you that you told them. No, don't you love it when people repeat things back to you that you just told them? <laughs> no, I did a really classic thing years ago where I was looking for a birthday gift for someone. And I saw this book, and I hadn't read it, but I recalled that someone had told me it was really good. And so I got it, and I gave it to them. And I said to them, look, I haven't read this, but somebody told me that this was really good. And they said, yeah, that was me. (laughs) 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 But I I was able to take it back and get something else. (laughs) Actually, I think I kept it for myself and read it and really enjoyed it and got them something else. So there you go. But it wasn't a red Krampus. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and with that clever segue, we shall end the Red Krampus Red Card, and we're going to come back in a moment with our discussion topic and special guest of the week. Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. Well, since 2008, LEGO fans have had the chance to become LEGO designers through the LEGO Kuso website. Roughly translated from Japanese, Kuso means wish, an appropriate name since LEGO Kuso is all about giving fan-created sets the chance to become reality. Tonight we're chatting to one creator who's taking his shot at LEGO glory by putting together a Kuso project based on E.T., the extraterrestrial. We'll be chatting about the process of putting a Kuso project together, this project in particular, and whatever else comes up along the way. So, Trish Spencer, welcome to the program. Good to be here. Um, you posted a link to your Kuso project on our Facebook page, which is how we met you. Um, yep. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on this journey. Well, um, I'm a kid of the 80s. I grew up with a plethora of Star Wars and G.I. Joe toys, and then probably about, um, and also Lego as a, as a child. And uh, probably about um, seven seven years ago, a friend of mine bought me a Star Wars Lego set, and it has been downhill since then. <laughs> I have not been able to stop collecting. <laughs> so I've been a complete Lego obsessive since then. And uh, yeah, now it's sort of got me, since they've done the Lego Digital Designer, I've just been completely designing all sorts of things online. <laughs> so did you have other collection collect- collectible stuff before you started collecting lego yeah yeah it was a bit of a a sad story i mean uh, i've got an older brother and uh, we used to have a huge huge collection of uh, old vintage star wars and gi joes and uh, then when i left home i moved abroad and i found out about a year ago he just got rid of our entire toy collection as kids (laughs) so uh, then i think about a couple of years after that um I think I just uh, sort of was introduced to eBay, and then from there we both started recollecting everything we used to have as kids. So, <laughs> so there's a bit of everything, really. I mean, it's mainly sort of Star Wars toys and GI Joes, and yeah, and uh, credit card debt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I think eBay is often a, a gateway drug to this whole collecting thing. It certainly is. Yeah, that's definitely how I ended up with mine. I went on eBay to sell stuff and ended up buying way more than I ever sold. Exactly. <laughs> I've had many, many ideas of doing that. Okay, if I, if I sell this at this profit margin, I can put that into this and buy this for myself, but you never, you always spend more than you actually get. <laughs> <laughs> 
So how did the idea of actually putting a CUSO project um, come to you? Well, about six weeks ago, um, I slipped a disc in my back. And I was a bit bedridden and slightly bored. And I've been aware of CUSO for quite a while. And I'd already been a fan of the little Back to the Future set that just got made. And, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd just start uh, creating some things and submitting it just because I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't move. And it sort of spawned from there. And I started really enjoying it. And then looking at, you know, all the films that I loved and, you know, trying to get in all these little tiny little details into Lego sets. I just thought, wow, there might be a fan base for this in general Mm. and see where it goes, you know. So this ET set that you put together, tell us a bit about what's in it and, and how the ideas for this came together. Well, there's there's a, a there's about I think there's about two other ET sets that have been on Cuso uh, for anywhere between a couple of months to a year, and I was looking at them and they're they're, they're you know it's great to to see um, fans of ET, and I just uh, saw them and they're quite basic. They're either just a simple sort of pencil drawing of something or or just uh, um, an idea photoshopped idea just to try and get Lego fans to rally behind it. And I thought, well, nobody's actually made an actual Lego set yet. So I thought I'd uh, I'd been a huge fan of Spielberg and and E.T. as a kid. Well, as a kid, being more scared of E.T. than anything else. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I've only come to terms with the fact I forgive him now. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I thought I'd give it a shot. And, you know, looking at, like, previous uh, official Lego sets, you know, like the Indiana Jones sets, and just the amount of sort of movie details they they tended to sort of, uh, you know, get in the sets. I just thought I would try and get as many different elements from the film into one small set as I possibly could hmm. just to see if it would please fans of, of Lego and the film. So tell us about the different pieces that you have included and how um, you decided on what would actually work. Well, I think the the main talk at the moment is the ET head itself. Hmm. And uh, I mean, many people have tried to build it with individual brick pieces and uh, just going through sort of the Lego database of, you know, or, already sculpted heads, I found like an old uh, Ninjago um, sculpt that has quite a, quite a large sort of mouthpiece. So I thought, you know, well, if I just Photoshop that out and mess around with that a little bit, the main bulk of E.T.'s head's already there. So mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people have uh, sort of liked that idea because on, you know, in, in Lego as a, as a rule, they tend to sort of steer away from sort of fan creations that, that require new sculpts and things like that. So it was kind of the, the only sort of artistic license or thing that I did in there that I thought, well, there's enough fans of it. Maybe Lego might take that seriously and decide, well, we kind of have half of the mold. Maybe we'll just mess around with it. Hmm. So that's one of the little pieces. And then, you know, there are little other details that, you know, I thought I could play around with. So, for instance, in, in Elliot's bedroom, nobody has noticed this yet. I, mean, I think you have to be a real um, nerd of the film, maybe. I don't know. But in Elliot's bedroom, he's got a ton of vintage Star Wars lying around. And he has, like, X-Wings and TIE Fighters hanging from his ceiling. Oh. ceiling. So... I just thought, well, if I could incorporate that with as little bricks as possible to suggest that, that those are in the room, then, you know, severe fans of the film would probably love those sorts of elements. So, and also uh, little things like incorporating uh, play features, I think, were quite important because it's not just adult collectors. It's not just, you know, 30 pluses that remember the film. 
um, you know, there's going to be young, a younger generation that's going to discover this. So playing with the thing was very important. So I thought I could, you know, incorporate his levitating little plasticine balls on the table and things like that. And like the truck that, you know, pulls away and pulls a, a wall away and things like that. So it was a lot of fun to sort of come up with those ideas, but to do it with such a small amount of bricks as any sort of, uh, um, you know, fan of Lego that creates their own designs and things will know is, is quite difficult, you know, to do that. Hmm. Is anybody in agreement? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, um, I love the bicycle, the way you did the bicycle in the, the head, you know, kind yeah, of popping that, that into it. Like, that's pretty clever. Yeah, I did an original one where I tried to build the whole thing to fit the whole little minifigure in it, and it, it looked so ridiculous <laughs> and so bulky that I thought, oh, wow, I couldn't possibly get away with this. So that was the only way around it that I could, I could uh, think of. So for people that are listening that haven't seen this, can you just describe the, um, the main, I guess, set pieces that you've included and then the, the characters that you've included? Yeah, so uh, the the main set piece is uh, you get um, um, you get the uh, truck. I'm not sure really what it's called. A little medical truck where you've got a little a little cryo chamber to put li- the little ET in, and you get the main uh, Elliot's house, and you also get like the little shed, which is his uh, first sort of uh, um, encounter with ET from the film. Mm-hmm. And there are how many? There's um, five uh, minifigures with it, so you get um, ET. You'll get Elliot, Gertie, Michael, and then I just thought I'd put one of the uh, um, sort of generic sort of medical officers with it, just as a sort of token bad guy. Maybe I just thought that might be might be easier instead of having too many mo- other minifigures that you could put with it. So, mm-hmm. so that was my thinking, and it was uh, you know one of those that I thought, well, if I could put into one set nearly every scenario from the film. So you know, I even did a initially a Lego um, Dungeons and Dragons game board <laughs> to put on the table. Wow. <laughs> but it was, uh, I just thought maybe that's going a little bit too far, but uh, you know, it, it was a nice idea. Hmm. I mean, that is one thing that r- just really strikes me about what you've done is how many of the iconic elements of the film you've included. You've got the speak and spell, you've got the flowers, you've got the Reese's pieces. Um, you know, so, you know, like you said, in terms of the things that people might want to either reenact or display, you really can do a lot with what you've put together, which is just fantastic. Well, I think that's what could be inspiration from the Back to the Future set they just did. So the fact that they've released a DeLorean that you could convert into a DeLorean from each film was such a great idea, you know, so that anybody can either buy multiples or just, you know, every so often just change it up, you know, if they're displaying it or something. I just thought, you've got to do that with every film. You know, any any licensed piece, you've they're, they're usually quite expensive sets as well. And I think, you know, if you, for the for the fans of the film, if you can get as many play features in there as possible, you know, it's going to be a very happy purchase, I think. Because if I bought that and that was the case, oh, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd think that was great value for money, you know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a big, um, you know, Lego person only because um, it's just not my collecting interest, but I would buy this in a heartbeat because it's got that nostalgic, um, you know, feel to it being a kid of the, you know, 80s as well and i think this is one of those kind of 
um, really influential films of our childhood, just in terms yeah. of you know your imagination and the influence that it has on you. And so I can see it, you know, being very effective from that regard. Yeah. John, John, and Adam, what questions have you got? Well, I have to say, first of all, um, you know, this really looks like a Lego set with all the little clever features and stuff in it. It looks like, you know, it came right off the shelf and you've done a fantastic job. Um, what do you find yourself like looking at Lego pieces and going, Oh, I think you could use this here or this here. How does that kind of work in your head? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look a lot of, um, in terms of like a research thing, and that is, I look at the, you know, every kind of sets they do and their sort of price ranges that they do and how many pieces are within those sort of price ranges. And, you know, I, I will look at any of their sort of building techniques, how have they managed to do this in the most simplest way. And then sometimes you, you'll build, you'll, you'll copy a technique and then you'll suddenly discover well if I added that or took that away or I changed the color of that then it, it also sort of adapts and changes and it sometimes becomes a little bit better and a bit more sort of user friendly so and I, and I, I, I could only imagine that that is actually what you know a, you know a full-time Lego designer would do you know that they're, they're sitting there with a load of bricks in front of them going through the motions of does this work does it not you know so I, and I love that sort of design element you know, to anything, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. How, how difficult did you find building, like designing it all in LDD? Because I've played around with it myself a bit and it can be painful at times. It, it can be, yeah. I mean, there's certain things. I mean, I've, I've been familiar with that for a couple of years now. So, and I've done, I've got other projects which are like modular buildings. And when you're doing modular buildings, that becomes a real headache because it becomes more of a sort of structural thing that you, you're constantly having to sort of take elements apart, look at them, see whether that would work. And also, you know, there's, you know, and when you're doing anything virtually, you know, you'll never know 100% whether something works or not. You always really have to do it physically. You know, if I, if I had the money, I'd be buying tons and tons of Lego bricks to do it physically, but it is just incredibly expensive to do that, you know, so... Uh, and had you played around with Digital Designer back when they still had design, uh, was it designed by me or designed for me or whatever it was, and you could actually yeah. order the sets? So you yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did. I was um, a couple of years ago. I uh, was working for um, a music production company, and I was managing a group of people. And I was, you know, I was in my prime of uh, Lego collecting at the time. And I used it then to design something that was orientated for the company that I was working for. And I gave it to a staff member as a sort of, you know, thank you for their hard work. And I did it then. I mean, it was one of those things that it's a shame it doesn't exist now, but it was rather expensive because, you know, you could make something with very small amounts of bricks. And it was, you know, I think the set I did was you know, a, a, maybe a couple of hundred bricks worth, and it, it cost me something like 50 pounds. You know, it was quite expensive. So I can imagine, you know, for, for, for a lot of people, it was not a sort of feasible option. Yeah. But, you know, and also you were very limited with the pieces then. So at least now when you when you use, they've, they've got 99% of every Lego piece ever created on there now. So it makes it a little bit more easier and less challenging to go if I want to do it this way, I can. I just need to find the pieces, you know. So Yeah, which is now the challenge. Say that again, sorry. Oh, I'm just saying that's now the challenge because there's a lot yeah. of the bricks that 
are available in digital designer that you can't actually buy from Lego, so you have to go and source them elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. And you, you could, I mean, there's so much uh, um, choice out there. I mean, you, you, that's a full-time job in itself, <laughs> trying to source <laughs> in the right colors and et cetera, et cetera. So, but people yeah. still manage to do it. And, uh, you know, there's some amazing sort of uh, fan creations out there. I mean, there's a lot of fan creations that I think, you know, should be on Kuso, you know, but, you know, I, I no idea why not. But, you know, there's so many uh, fans of Lego out there making these things. I mean, I wish, you know, Lego aside, you know, I wish that, you know, company, companies like Hasbro and things would, would look at the success of things like Kuso. And, you know, if you're into sort of action figure customizing, maybe there would be a possibility in the future to be able to submit your ideas of alternate characters for, you know, Star or fan Star Wars creations or G.I. Joes and things like that. That would be a good idea, I think. Yeah. So thinking about Lego Kuso in general, what was the process of submitting this? You know, wh- what do you have to go through to actually get it up on the site? Well, basically, um, it, it follows um, a couple of uh, um, sort of um, pathways. Um, you firstly submit your work um, just as um, a selection of photos with your um, verbiage and things. And you will then say whether it's based on a, a licensed product or it's your own original creation. And, you know, you sign these sort of release forms for that. And then they'll, it goes to the Lego Kuso team to review it uh, before they submit it online. So it usually takes around about anywhere from a few days to, to a week for them to sort of review it and pass it. And then they'll submit it. And then it's a case of um, what I've found now is, um, you know, just trying to get it, it seen by people, mm. you know. And, and that that is, I mean... It's great. The internet is a great thing, but there's there's a lot of white noise out there. So <laughs> breaking through that and, and and trying to get find your fan base, as it were, is 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 quite a difficult challenge at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that because it is a um, there's a lot on the site for a start, and uh, you know it's one thing to get people to have a look at it, but then another to get them to actually. You know, go through the process to register to support. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I already see that on my on my page as well. I mean, I've uh, just passed three hundred mark, and it's been on there a week now. Mm. And uh, but if you look at just Facebook likes, it's it's probably about a thousand Facebook likes. So that there is a lot of that where you know there's um, oh well, I like this idea, but you know because you have to what the way in which you have to support it. Is that you do have to sign up for Lego Kuso. So, mm-hmm. so to a degree, it is um, a tool for Lego. It's a marketing tool for Lego as well to see who are, you know, fans of Lego, what they like, you know, so that they can gauge, you know, future sets, you know, as well. So, so I think some people might be a bit apprehensive of that, that, you know, signing up to something, even though it takes two seconds to do and they don't, they don't, certainly don't spam you with anything. Well, uh, I can tell you what, what it looks like to me. It is yeah. it looks like, hey, if I support this, that means I have to sign up to buy it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not you. That's not anything to do with you. It means, you know. No, I, th- that, I think that's that's possibly a good, you know the message that's coming from the whole site as as a whole. You know. So, I think I mean, what what would you suggest? Um, is it is it worth some sort of verbiage on my own page to just sort of um, give it a, a better description than the sort of introduction I, that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. A, I understand from their perspective that 
you know, if you just made it something that you just had to, you know, like, well then that doesn't necessarily equate to people actually being prepared to to buy, buy it. it. Yeah. And so, and and obviously still you can sign up for it, and that doesn't mean that you're committed to buy. But if you're prepared to put the effort into actually setting up an account, etc., then that indicates you know some level of interest. So, you know, I think I think that that is a legitimate. Um, uh, I guess you know, process of filtering this this stuff, and and also just authenticating that you're dealing with unique, hopefully unique people. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it does then just make it tricky in terms of getting the the support out there. But I think that you know what you've done to set this up really well is that the the quality of a the the set, like John said, it it looks like a very doable set. It looks like a Lego set in terms of just, you know, number of pieces, etc. But then, you know, your presentation of it is extremely professional and that all helps when you have when you look at it. It's very eye catching and um you know legitimizes it. So I think that there's great potential for it. Yeah, I think also, I mean, there's been a couple of, I've been messaged a few times from uh, some other Facebook users. And uh, I think on the flip side of that, I think because some of them think that it, it, it looks really professional, they think it's already in production, mm. you know. So there's been quite a few sort of disappointed messages back going, where can I get this? Why Why is this? You've, you've, you've sent this to me and <laughs> I can't buy it, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's hit and miss all over the place, you know. Maybe, you know, I'm just hoping that at some point through, because there's also a fine line between, you know, spamming people with your idea <laughs> and you know, inundating them with constant messages on Twitter or Facebook or whatever with like, please support this, uh, you know, almost coming across as an advert for it instead of, you know, you're literally just trying to find the fan base. And just going back to that earlier point, I think, um, if you are willing to support it, you're obviously a fan of ET and want to buy it anyway. So, you know, even if it did say commit to buy, I think most ET fans probably would do and wait for however long it was for it to be made, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I know the Back to the Future one. There was quite a few Back to the Future people that I know that bought it, you know, that aren't Lego people. So mm. I, I think, yeah, just getting out there and, and, and hitting the... The fan, the ET fan base helps definitely for sure. And I think you know, Back to the Future is the same as ET in the sense as being a kid. I think you know we we were very lucky to have a ton of great action figures, um, but want films, key films of our childhood that were missed were things like ET and Back to the Future. You know, we didn't have an action figure line of Back to the Future and ET. We got sporadic little puppets or or cuddly toys of ET, but we never got like an action figure line. So I think there's definitely got to be a market there for that. What What is the next phase? Like, do you have to hit a certain number of supporters to get it to go to the next phase? Or yeah, the way in in, in looking how I mean, there was just recently. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, BBC Sherlock uh, um, yes. program. Yeah, yeah. Well, just recently, here's an example of the power of the internet, really is that I think probably about a month ago um, that, that project was submitted. And for the first couple of weeks, it was gaining good support. It was in a couple of hundreds to basically where mine is now, 300. And all of a sudden, overnight, it started getting thousands of, of supporters. So it obviously through um, 
all kinds of social media sites that it's appeared on, it's been shared and tweeted about, and it just seems to sort of build this momentum and find its fan base. And I think that's, at present, that's what I'll have to do, is just keep looking for anybody who's interested in uh, toy collectibles, to Lego, to anything, films, and see whether I suddenly find that fan base and see if it snowballs. So I can only hope. Mm. Mm. So it's 10,000 that you need to get to to get to the actual review. review. Yeah. Right. And they usually do, uh, they do it every quarter, and then anything within that quarter that just makes that 10,000 will be entered into this review process. And then it's up to Lego to discuss, you know, what's, what's the most feasible product for them. Because sometimes with, um, I mean, I just had that with uh, Jurassic Park. Um, that uh, Creo have uh, got the license for the next uh, Jurassic Park film. So there was no chance that Lego were able to get a license for it. So anybody that had a Jurassic Park project on Cuso has had it archived now because mm-hmm. it's just it's just not feasible. So, you know, there's all those sorts of factors, you know, whether and it's hugely, you know, it's a lot more money for, for Lego to get involved in a licensed product than it is if it's just, you know, another Lego item. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, I think that Back to the Future set, though, has got to give you some hope in, in terms of, like, it's a, it's a similar property um, and uh, probably hitting a similar nostalgia for yeah. people as well. Yeah, I can only hope. I mean, you, you, you never know because the Cuso um, products that, uh, that have already um, come out over the past couple of years, they're quite varied. They're, I mean, Back to the Future is the first sort of uh, film-based licensed product to be made and everything else was either um, science-based or quite educational. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I think, you know, it, you know I, I hope it's, it, it's going to be a good thing for, for the ET uh, um, project. But you never know whether, you know, if it suddenly gains momentum and gets the 10,000, whether they will go, well, we're not going to make this one next because we've already made, you know, a licensed fan-based, film-based um, Lego. You just never know. So, you know, you can only hope. Well, it's very exciting, and it's definitely um, a great uh, just insight for us in terms of that process and what goes into it, and a lot of passion on your part, obviously. So we definitely wish you all the best with it. Oh, thank you very much. Um, for people who are interested, obviously they can go to the Cuso site, but did you say that you have a Facebook page for it? Oh, no, not at the moment. I've, okay. um, I've got my private Facebook page at the moment, okay. which I'm just, I just think it, it adds a little bit more sort of a human element to things. Yes. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm on Flickr, I'm on Twitter, so anybody who wants to just um, look under TJ Spencer 1. I've done it all under the sort of Cuso name. Yes. So anybody wants to look at it, they can find me online there. Brilliant. Wait, Guys, I have more questions. questions. Yep. Yes, I do. Yep. Um, now, you said you collected G.I. Joe as a kid. Yeah. Have you looked at getting any of the new Creo stuff that's coming out? Uh, or? To be honest with you, I think I because of Lego, I like what Creo have done with giving it that sort of vintage. They, they've obviously looked at some of the vintage sets and redesigned certain things with that in mind. 
but I have to say I, I find things like Creo and Mega Bloks quite sort of an inferior to Lego. So I'm a bit of a Lego snob, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I know, I That's know. Fair. But in terms of the action figures, I'm still I'm still collecting them. So uh they're, they're still my sort of big childhood love. So every so often I'll I'll get a G.I. Joe figure. Now do you get a real G.I. Joe figure or do you get a action not the action forces yeah actually yeah. yeah i need to be specific here because there's two lines of thought here fans as well the uh, 80s line the three and three quarter action figures are the ones that i've always grown up with and, and you're you're an action force fan then i would assume right but... yeah 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 but i did spend i i lived uh, in the states for a few years so which was lovely oh, okay. because i managed on ebay to get a lot of things that were either too expensive to ship to me in the uk and you know, so I, you know, I managed to get things like the headquarters and stuff like that, which I was really, really happy with. And so, uh, yeah, the action force thing is quite funny, and especially growing up with the cartoon and realizing at a young age how terribly dubbed it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they you know, every redid time they some said Joe or, or Yojo, it was full force and action force, and it was quite funny. Yeah, there was definitely some difference there. I know. Um, it, some folks came over this year when they were talking about that stuff at JoeCon, and um, it seems like there's been a resurgence and in interest in, in Action Force here in the States. Um, and, and some of the items that didn't make the way to the States um, have been kind of sought after lately. So that's kind of why yeah. I was asking. Yeah. So. I mean, it's kind of like for us as well in the UK. I mean, there was quite a lot of uh, G.I. Joe figures that they omitted. You know, we could never get characters like uh, Chuckles or or Crystal Ball over here. And we always used to get teased with the catalogs that came with like the vehicles. You could see oh, yeah. the figure catalog, but you could never buy it. And we were always like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Damn you catalogs. <laughs> I know. I know. You'd just be eternally teased by what you couldn't get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adam, anything else from you? Uh, I think I'm pretty much out. Beauty. Well, Tristan, it has been fantastic to talk to you. We really do appreciate your time. Well, um, thanks for inviting me. And, and we really wish you all the best with this project. I think it is very worthy, and uh, we will certainly be keeping tabs on it and would love to see some of our listeners go and not just have a look but actually sign up to support it. That'd be great. Yeah, please, whatever you guys can do for it is much appreciated. I don't know. We're, we're very keen. Well, yeah, it's yeah, a cool yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll be right back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up for good. Robocop, part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement, Robocop and the Ultra Police, the only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring Robocop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. RoboCop. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCat. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And we love getting feedback. So if you have questions or comments or suggestions for topics or red cards, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can Facebook us. You can tweet us. You can do all kinds of things to us. And you might just hear it read out. And I've got a couple of tweets to read to you this week. Um, one was from Grey Matter Splat in relation to last week's episode saying, it's possible I'm having a stroke, but I think the red card just repeated itself in this episode. 
Yeah, there was a um, editing snafu, which I did actually fix because John pointed it out to me right away. And so if you have the version with the red card in the wrong place version, you can delete it and re-download it. And not only will you get the correctly edited episode, you will get bonus content of us making more fun of Ben. And how much do we have to pay for this uh, extra download? Uh, it is included in your subscription. So for for a once-only cost of zero dollars? Of free, yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, um, but yes, apologies for that. Uh, when I mentioned that on Facebook, then some people said that they had been having trouble downloading a couple of the episodes, and that's not us. Uh, sorry. <laughs> there wasn't an issue with the, the, the file. It was just a mistake in it that we... Um, have that we uh fixed so sorry if you're having technical problems but don't blame us for that you know i um i get that but only if i try and download on my phone you know my mobile my mobile device your mobile Um, device (laughs) it doesn't seem to connect quite as well as um if i do it you know obviously from a a pc that's hooked directly in um (laughs) And it's not just this podcast. I mean, podcasts in general, which I think because of the file size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like if you get an interruption in your your internet that you may not notice, you know, downloading a page, yeah. it'll it'll error out on on some lo- loading a file. So yeah, we apologize, but it may be your dear device. No, you, you can apologize. I'm not apologizing. No, it's their, their their crappy internet connection. <laughs> um. And then from our good friend, uh, Flag Points. Wait, is that a good friend of ours? Yes. Okay. Yes. Our good friend Flag Points. <laughs> Just checking. Um, he says the AF Blee, if the AF Blees, the AF Blues hosts, not to be confused with the AF Blees, uh, must have had pro intro training. Smooth. <laughs> If he only knew we record it four times before we find one that we use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The AF bleeds were very smooth. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Ending? Not so much. <laughs> yeah, by the, time the, by the time the thing's over, there's not much pro. <laughs> not much pro about us. Well, will that be the end? Oh. No. Oh, many th- yeah. Many thanks to um, Trish Spencer, our guest. It was great chatting to you. And uh, oh, sorry, I have one more tweet as well from Arnie from uh, Marvelicious Toys, um, who said, "Scotty, any insight into international availability on Iron Man Midas armor?" Um, no. Arnie, no idea. Adam, do you have any insight into the international availability of the Iron Man Midas armor? What line are we talking about? Hot Toys. <laughs> I thought I'd seen something about it getting announced, but I don't think that I was paying attention to shipping or anything. Yeah. We have no insights, Arnie. Sorry. I'm sure Arnie's probably got it pre-ordered in six different places by now anyway. I, I'm sure. Yeah. So. We got we got mentioned on their uh, podcast this week. Did we? Yes, we did. Cool. Um, I, I helped Marjorie with I Arnie's did hear birthday that, present. actually. Yes. And, uh, I wondered if yeah, that was so, you. Yeah. Hey. Well, it wasn't you, because we know how you feel about me, go. <laughs> me? I don't I'm feel kidding. anything I'm, bad about me, go. I'm kidding with you. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> Very good. Yes, I, I uh, did hear that about um, Arnie's Mego presence and that someone from Action Figure Blues helped Marjorie with one of them, and I thought, well, I know it wasn't me. I wonder if it was John. Yes, it was. Very good. Okay, well, now we're really finished. Happy birthday, Ernie. And uh, goodbye. <laughs> really? That's a bit controversial. Good night, Argentina. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the sign's my thing. You can't have my thing. No. Um, if you're a clopper, get help. Play with yourself, not with your ponies. Adam. Yeah, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Sing Edelweiss or something? Okay. I got nothing. I don't know the words. Oh, okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Off Eater's Day. Oh, you I... didn't even say that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. In five. John! I'll say it, you know. You would mess up your own name. Possibly. I'm tired. Okay, we'll be right back with some articulated news and clopper free, by the way. Clopper. It's fantastic. It's disturbing.